You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 414th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Boys, this week, um, I got to get into it with you a little bit. Um, I know we've been friends for a a long time. We've done 414 of these. Um, Did you put a question mark at the end of friends when you said that? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but sense, I'll get to that, I'll get to that, yeah, I'll get to that. Um, I mean, I know you didn't come to my wedding, but I mean, come on. Well, I mean, you didn't come to mine, so it's only fair. Yeah, um, yeah. But, now let's, let's get to the meat of the thing. I feel like we're doing our listeners a disservice, because if they listen every week, long-time listeners, we'll just assume mm-hmm. we are the tightest of friends, and you guys are, are like my BFFs, right? Um, but there's no way for them to know for sure. So what I'm doing this week is rolling out a verification program. And if you guys want to pay me $8 each yeah. per month, we can get you verified as friends of Spencer. Okay. That way, everyone will know that you guys are legitimate. Yeah. Canadian or American? That's going to be uh, USD. Yeah. It's going to mm. have to be USD. Um. What it, what does this entail? What do we just? It's just money. That's the only way. Uh, I'm gonna get you a blue check mark. Oh, okay. Because I found a picture okay. today of the three of us when we first started racing, oh. uh-huh. uh, like in a in a file folder of us all getting ready to go do Opus, and I think that that's proof, right? We're all Was wearing it the same kit. Literally in a file folder or on a desktop. A computer well, no, it's like a okay. physical, physical, physical. Yeah, object. see, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Like, if it was an NFT, if you had put it onto the blockchain and it could be verified, that could be a thing. Mm. But um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm just gonna send you the invoice for okay. uh, eight dollars a month. You guys are signed up already. Um, this is good. Thank this you. Sounds like a sound business uh, choice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, it's not gonna be like an official, official verification. It's just like a a thing that you do that kind of lets people know. That you know money. you like oh, me. Can we um, can we talk about verified slow ride podcast knows how to pick them when oh. it came to this week's uh, UCI World's Cup in Bergen, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love so to hear first all about off, this. People are probably looking at it, going like, "Oh, Lauren Sweek, wherever heard that guy's name before?" Uh-huh. And you would be correct that he is the winner of the coveted slow ride podcast university of Minnesota golden gophers hockey Jersey at the, um, Trek world cup a few years ago for finishing 16th place Yeah, for finishing 16th place. And you'd probably be saying to yourself, huh, that's pretty awesome. And then you look across and you see that, uh, Shirin Van Uri, uh, took the win on the women's side on the same week. Also 16th place winner. Also, we don't know if she actually took it home from Madison. 
Um, well, but she know. did receive <laughs> a world, uh, a University of Minnesota Golden Gopher jersey. Yes. Um, also and for, for 16th, 16th place. place. Yeah. Yeah. So we know how to pick them. We and, do. Uh, the the spirit of 16th place lives on. The legend grows deeper. Uh, little guy thought up the idea on a whim. And you know what? It turns out uh, on like episode, I don't know, 30 uh, of the Solar yeah. Podcast. And it has never failed us. Uh, it's a- looking at the results sheet, 16th place is a harbinger of things to come, great things to come, and it is proven yet again. So this was only Sharon's uh, third World Cup of the year, and she beat <laughs> Femme, who has won every World Cup so far this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool to see. Both are only 20 years old, so technically racing in the U23s. Um, but it's the UCI, so why would they allow <laughs> separate races? U23 yeah, um, doesn't still, matter anymore, yeah. Still really cool to see Um, the Bergen track. I'm not the biggest fan of the Bergen track. Really? I liked it a lot. I thought it was a fun race. Why did you like it? It was fast. The whole race was fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. It made for good racing. Like Both that women's race and the men's elite race, the only ones I've watched, were great races that came down to big enough groups together that you you didn't know till the end who was going to win. And that's why I think it's what? a good track. I think people make too much of it being super hard in some weird technical way, but then you end up with uh, somebody way off the front. Whereas like in the men's race, we had five guys, then we had three guys, then we had five guys, then we had three guys, and then we had like three barely dangling off ahead of two, like coming into the finish. And so you got a sprint finish. Like it was just hard enough that people were making mistakes you know, like everyone's like, oh, it's not super hard, but like they were going so fast that people were still making mistakes. People were still sliding out in corners, you know, like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the sand was fun. There there was a rut you had to commit to in every corner. And that gives me as a dad something to say to my child. Uh-huh. Little, little nugget, a little nugget of advice to dish out, uh-huh. you know, so remember, son, when the, when the tough gets going, the, the commit, wait, when the. When the going gets tough, the tough yeah. commit to the right. You, or like, I, like when the squeak attacks, the Ventornout commits to the rut to follow. That's what I say. It doesn't so, roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Right. it doesn't. Uh, when the Maybe. when the Vandahar bobbles, the Ezerbeat has to break to not run into. No, that doesn't work either. You guys know what I mean. When though. the Ezerbeat breaks. <laughs> yeah, you got no, no. place to yeah, stay. Yeah. This is, um, uh, you're going to have to workshop that so, a little guy, uh, a little bit, yeah. I think. Why did you not uh, like it, we, Tim? I, ha- I have a feeling Tom Boone and Tom Boone I can tell you why a little I didn't like it. I can tell you why I didn't like it. Because Matthew Vanderpool, Wout, and um, Tom Pitcock weren't there to race. No, that's why it was good. Because there was good bike racing. No. Do you if, remember? If I wanted to watch, if I wanted to watch the minor leagues, I would, I would watch <laughs> minor league baseball. I'm the, here to watch big uh-huh. league ball. I hear what you're there saying, we go. but I feel like when they come back, if they're their usual selves, cyclocross will be boring again, unfortunately, in the men's race. And right now we've got we got four or five guys right there every week duking it out, and I don't want to go back to Vanderpool off the front. As much as I love that, as much as I love those guys, I like this. I like this more. 
I remember when those guys were in cyclocross races regularly and it being exciting between the two of them for like a lap, maybe yeah. two laps. Maybe two. <laughs> uh, so I know what Tim's talking about. It did mm-hmm. seem faster. It did seem more impressive, but at the same time, uh, I, I don't know. Do you think they still got it, Tim? Do you That's... think they still have the edge, like the the hunger, the eye of the tiger? Because mm-hmm. Lauren Sweek has moved himself from 16th place up to true elite level. So Lauren Sweek is the old man of the group at 29 years old, so the old man still got it. But I'm I would pretty think sure that Lars while... Van Haar <laughs> might be <laughs> yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but, but Lauren's sweet one. I don't know. Look, the, the track was fine. It was the first time I've seen it. Well, I think, I think it was the first time, time they've done that one. So. But I would just say that <laughs> I want to see Matthew Vanderpool. I do, too. I do, too. And Pitcock. So. But it <laughs> could be boring. And all I'm saying is... It, I think, it could be very boring. I think yeah. when, when Vanderpool and Wout stopped being at every race like a couple years ago we'd get them occasionally i feel like it was some growing pains getting into this other group i think right now we're in a good spot with okay. with, with who we have maybe it's because toon arts is gone maybe it was toon's fault that it was a little boring the last couple years uh-huh that's it's, interesting maybe. you know he's not around let's kick him while he's down that's uh, only fair yeah it's only it's cycling yeah, that's that's true. So we could have had you're saying we could have had Vanderpool off the front five minutes ahead of the pack, and if Tune wasn't there, sort of like close, like within a minute, we could have just forgotten about Vanderpool altogether and focused on this group of five that are battling it out now at the front since neither of those guys are there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. It could it could also be that just Sweek and Ventorn out and Lars have raised their game a little bit and got back to where Ellie is and that's made it better. I think I think that is actually the case. Yeah. I've been really impressed with Ventorn out uh, lately, um, and uh, of course Sweek, who yeah. is elite. I know there's some debate over on the uh, old Cyclocross <laughs> radio over there. Well, those guys seem mm-hmm. to think they know just because their podcast is named Cyclocross Radio yeah. and they live and breathe cyclocross and know a lot more about it than I do. They think they know more than I do, uh, which doesn't add up if you do the math. And I'll just go out and say it. Lauren Sweek is elite. He's been elite this whole time. I don't know what those guys are thinking. Claren Hosinger, the only American, uh, along with Corey Coogan, uh, on the women's side, Claire Hosinger getting 15th place. Pretty awesome. How far battling out of 16th, it out was uh, nine seconds, but she was battling it out with Sane Kant. So you know what? Go beat Sane Kant um, next time. She was real that's close. In, that's but in, yeah, yeah, so Sane needs World the Cup 16th is here. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that uh, pretty cool to see uh, Sharon Van Enroy take the win, um, gentlemen. Just a quick reminder that the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt is currently owned by PFP on the. Uh-huh. Uh, women's side after the world championships and then uh the tandem of tristan bergman and patrick boss on episode uh-huh. 404 from the oh, uh, yeah. gravel world championships 404 um, really yeah it's been kind of a long uh it seems a, a long uh, appropriate but it seems like he's getting a little long in the tooth somebody needs to do something exciting in cycling on the men's side yeah we we need to someone to step up the game um 
So moving on uh, to other news, I think the biggest is we've gotten hit up by at least uh, four or five people on Twitter and Instagram, where you can also find us at the Slow Ride Pod, and uh, various emails about Valverde, Alejandro Valverde, in the Slow Ride Podcast Hall of Fame on the Mount Rushmore of the Slow Ride Podcast, <laughs> um, the riders of Mount Rushmore, which, by the way, we should talk about in a momentarily. Who are our four riders that are on Mount Rushmore? But anyways, Valverde is here. Um, he's not going to be on the team, but he's going to be training. He wants to do some gravel racing. He's going to be at altitude camps on the bike. Says nothing's really changing except he's not pinning on a number for bike mm-hmm. racing. So little guy, don't call I it mean, a comeback? I'd say... I say they're going to be drafting him into a couple races, you know, just just to pad out the numbers, you know, but you know, just some smaller gotta ones. Be. I don't know, little guy. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but a couple of years ago, I also uh, kind of retired from the sport. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, don't <laughs> remember, worry, I'm gonna that. be. The, nothing's gonna change. I'm just not gonna be pinning on a number. Let me tell you guys, something has changed. Mm. Something. The, well, the fire was extinguished. Let me tell you, Spencer. Sometimes you don't race cyclocross for all of 2020, uh-huh. and then whatever you did in 2021, you can't call that cyclocross. I can tell no. you that. But whatever I did this last weekend, I think for a little bit of it, it was racing. So, like, really, comebacks can occur, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, I think Valverde. I don't. He's he's definitely not fully ready to give it up. Like, the form's good. I think he wins he, a couple of these gravel events. He's going to be like, man, stick me into Cataluna, it. you know? Like, I don't know. That's just it. He's he's no dummy. He knows he needs to keep the, the form near maximum because he knows there's money in gravel, and he could go take it all. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't Do need he? to work that much harder than he has or, you know. Maybe can put in like an eighty percent effort and uh, be fine in these fondos and you, things like that. Well, he's—I don't know if you've heard. Um, I have offered him my personal spot at Unbound. I was going to do Unbound next year. I still have a race entry that I've kept okay. deferring year after year. Uh-huh. Alejandro, if you're listening to this and you want—it's a very hard spot to get at Unbound. But if you want my spot, you can have it. You just got to come on the podcast. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I think it's a very he, fair uh, exchange. Does he have to register under your name? Like, is your result going to be... Are you? Is this a scam? <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. Or he's going to be on my tandem. Oh. <laughs> this idea just got better. How much... I, okay. I don't think you can control that. You By can't the way, pilot that power, Tim. No, he can totally be the pilot. Um, now the, well, that's going to so, go bad. <laughs> so we got hit up. Okay, so we got hit up on... Uh, He's used to dragging uh, whole teams around countries. What's one that's rider? That's true. That is true. Boom, movie star. <laughs> <laughs> we got hit on uh, um, the Slow Ride Pod Twitter account. Okay. That right now you can buy your way into a team car at Amstel Gold. Did you oh, see yeah. this? Yes, yes. And it's yes. not even like a thousand bucks. Like you can get into a team car and purchase a spot. So this is like 
This is the ultimate like fan experience. This is actually pretty brilliant that teams don't do this. Right now, $450, yeah. and you could get in um, one of the team cars for the Amstel Gold Race. Uh, what, 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 what team? With this the course director. A... Oh, it's oh. the course director. That's not a team. You're in the course director's car, yeah. Okay. okay. See, I wanted to Regardless, know about let, the finishing Let's continue, this. This, let, let's continue this a little bit more. Okay. Though, how much uh-huh. do you think it would take to get into, like, the Movistar team car and then the B&B Hotels team car? Like, what do you think the difference in price? Movistar to B&B? B&B, $25 and a gift certificate to Applebee's. <laughs> Movistar... <laughs> $35 in a gift certificate to Applebee's. They're not that far apart, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, um, all right. So, uh, the bellwether we have is that you can get in the course director's car for $450. And uh, Amstel Gold. So, and Amstel Gold. And we have some money in the Bissell Ride Pot because the Colby and, um, Brandon. Kodai and longtime listeners and um, provocateurs on the Twitter brought this up. And mm-hmm. I do want to point out that like this could be our way into the uh, the team car. We've only had one offer to be in the team car. We did get an offer from St. St. Michael. Caja. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because we were trying to get in the Caja. And they were not Rural responding. Car. <laughs> they weren't responding. But Albert St. Michelle was like, yes, yeah. you can totally come in our car. So we could get in that one for free. Uh, I don't know if there's still a yeah. team. Um, I don't think they get into Amstel Gold, uh, regardless. But if if the baseline price is four fifty for a for a commissaire car, or a course director car, or whatever, I got to think a team is at least double that, probably a little bit more. They're probably looking at an even thousand bucks for for a, a low level team. I'm thinking of Quick Steps looking for. Some big spenders. Um, mm-hmm. They probably don't have seats in the car. They're probably not for sale. But theoretically speaking, um, do you do you think they make you sign an NDA to be in the team? Oh, car? certainly, <laughs> certainly. I, <laughs> you little yeah, guy, I know yeah. what you're going for. You're trying to figure out what's in Remco's back pocket. Uh, they're not going to tell you. And if you find out, you're not going to tell anyone else. Or else uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, you, yeah, you won't you, be, let's just say Rimco won't be the only one going over the side of a bridge, little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, St. Michelle Auber 93 Racing still exists. Okay. Um, into do this you, year, at the minimum. Do you think they will still honor a Twitter commitment made several years ago? Pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah, well, I'm they? sure. I, yeah. Is the social media person the same person? Probably not. remember this. Okay. <laughs> because um, we could we could just create oh hang on, guys, hang on. Dude, that, we yeah, go we to wait, hang out. on, Tim Tim. Pay we $8. go to tw- we go to Twitter. We create eight dollar account. We verify it. We are now uh you know EF education first. We say, Hey guys, no problem. <laughs> Come on in the car. The slow ride <laughs> podcast replies, Great, thanks. Like, here's our information. Like, whatever. We show up. We just show them the tweets, and we're like, hey, we're here for our spots in the car. So Nobody's going to question it. Vodders would question it. Um, So here's the question, though. Of all the teams that we could 
fake verify ourselves on Twitter and act as, you would uh-huh. choose education first. I think they are most likely to fall for it. Yeah, they're most likely to be like, yeah, we did done something <laughs> dumb like that. We'd invite some idiot podcast down here. Yeah, probably. We're going to have a meeting with that marketing team, you know? I, I've seen the in-car video of, of Charlie Wigalius looking really, really grumpy. Um, yeah. when stuff I don't goes be pretty well, that. but not that badly. And so I'd kind of like to be there for it. I'd like to see those faces <laughs> no. when they get like, I want to be in the grumps. Yeah. No, uh, I think I want to be, I'm, what is it? The Kofidis car that's going to have a uh, Maddie Mark Maddie. Oh, what and the FDJ car, FDJ, FDJ. Yeah. That's the team I want. Yeah. Interesting. I'd get, he'd throw water bottles at me. Be amazing. I don't think he's going to let a um, non-Frenchman in that uh, car. Yeah. Do you speak French, Tim? Because you're going to have to (laughs) pass yourself off. So that does get into the, um, I alluded to it a little bit earlier. I'm just going to spring this one on you guys because I haven't done this for 414 episodes. Um, (laughs) If we were to create a Mount Rushmore for the Slow Ride podcast, um, Valverde is definitely on there. Uh, Uh Who else do we have? Do we have Lamont? Yeah, Lamont. You could be on there. Sure. Well, if we're doing um, Lamont, I gotta have Fignon, or I I'm not a lot I can't. No. He can he can be he can be in there. He can be like in Lamont's like pocket though. Pocket. You only get four little guy. Lamont like <laughs> Valverde, yeah. Lamont. Gotta, like who else we got? I mean Mitch Doctor Voss? probably. I'm trying to like is it like do we go for is it Docker? Yeah, Docker and then Bling. Anyways, it did. It's, I mean, if it's a slow homework. ride, it's not cycling in general. It's a slow ride podcast. <laughs> Mount That's Rushmore, true. right? And Lamond has affected this podcast. Tim and I at least have have spoken to the man and tried to invite him to join our cycling team. Uh, he did not. That, that didn't go. Didn't go very well. Well, he we, didn't. We, we he didn't try. respond. <laughs> Uh, in in the moment, he was like, "Oh, sure, I'll check it out." And then, you know, he. he Do you think he checked up. it out? Uh, maybe it was a nice business card that we had. For- mm-hmm. It was. A, didn't the it said little guy racing, mm-hmm. Minnesota's professional looking cycling team. He yes. said only professional looking. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis's only professional looking cycling team. <laughs> it's, a, it's shocking that he didn't want to join that team. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, in his defense, he hasn't been racing very much on any other teams either since then. That's true. Well, I think so I was it, trying to recruit his son. I think that was like our in. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to talk about the velodrome a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah, the, yeah, those two, uh, Lamont and, uh, and Valverde can go on for sure. Docker, I think, has influenced this podcast quite a bit. Um, you know, came on as a as a uh, our most major get, I guess, as a current racing uh, world tour pro uh, who graced this podcast and then joined the network uh, for a while with his podcast. Uh, it's got to be part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's probably pretty good. All right. I was curious. Mount Rushmore only has three people on it. so And, and um, you know, Bling, I'd like to see him on. I, I'd like to see a little more from him. Yeah. Tour win is, is good, but... Uh, you know, maybe we can get a little more out of him. We definitely need to get some more out of him to get on the the Mount Rushmore of the Slow Ride podcast. Um, speaking of which, should we should we go check in with Bling and see how he feels? Yeah, about this. Yeah, that sounds all right. On the on this week's pre lap. All right, let's get over to the 2022 Tour de France stage winner, Bling Matthews. 
This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to Life in the Peloton, also the Slow Ride Podcast afterwards. <laughs> all right, guys, here we are in the premium lap. Shout out to all the Slow Ride Podcast members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com where you can become a member and subscriber to wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the family of show, the aforementioned Cyclocross Radio. There's also some great stuff happening over at the Grodio feed, Nowhere Fast, and so many more podcasts, including episode 100 of Criterium Nation and good uh. friend of the pod, Rob Kelly. Um, Rob, you've been pushing really hard on the USA Cycling Instagram account lately about not enough photos of Criterium racing. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, this is a good point. Uh, this is a uh, a solid shout. I think that the <laughs> Rob Rob That's... is putting in the work, man. I I I love it. <laughs> he's got the energy. He's got the passion. Yeah. Uh, you love to see it. That's that's why he's part of the network. Uh, if you haven't checked out the show, uh, episode one hundred is is a good one to do that uh, with. And also, just like it's a it's a. It's a monumental thing to get to. I remember when we got to 100. I, I remember when we got to two and 300 and, and uh, I guess not 400 really technically. Um, but it's it's a Still lot of work on. doing these podcasts. It's a lot of work and a lot of dedication. And uh, I'm really stoked for him to make it to 100 because that's a, that's a big it's a big deal. So yeah. go check out uh, uh, Criterium Nation and, uh, and episode 100. Uh, and post there. a photo of you in a criterion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's get back to the show. Hello, this is Shireen from uh, Last Track Lions, and I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, here we are back to the show. And once again, the Slow Ride Podcast email bag is a booming. You can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Let's jump right into it. The first one comes to us from Jason out of Pensacola, Florida, the home of Stephen Hyde. <laughs> He's never going that down. <laughs> Come on, Trek. I'm watching the Neil's cross-cyclocross race on tape delay, and something of note is really giving me a bone to pick with Trek. I know that it would probably make some more logical sense to communicate this with someone from the actual company, but you guys claim to know enough employees there, so I figure I'd give you a shot first. When our boy Lars Vanderhaar was Eurochamp, he rode the whole last half of the season and current season with no special bike to his name to commemorate the fact. Given the chops of Trek's renowned Project One custom paint program and the fact that they have had previous Euro World National Champs with good-looking frames, Lucinda Brand and Room and uh, Tune Arts come to mind, I was a little sad to see Lars on a stock frame. Today, at the Nils race, I remembered Lars was unable to defend his title, and when they show him on the start line, I forgot that he is a current Dutch National Champ and still no commemorative bike. I mean... Does he just have to go to the website and place an order for a custom frame set for himself? What's the deal, Trek? Van Tornout had not one but two Eurochamp bikes the very next race. 
Can the Slow Ride Podcast use some donor funds to get our boy a Dutch bike? Cheers. Uh... I don't know if he wants a Dutch bike. Famously, they are kind of step through city models, but you know we can see what we can do. Uh, I know that the the project. <laughs> that was a joke. The, yeah, was I, a I joke. knew what he was. I knew he was talking about paint jobs. That's kind of the punchline. I don't know if you guys got it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I didn't get it. Okay. It didn't seem like you got the, it. That's why I was. But the. I got it. Okay. I do think. <laughs> <laughs> that he should have a custom bike. But I don't know if it should be a national champion or a world champion or well it's not world champion or probably Euro not champion world bike. champion. Probably not. Yeah, yeah that's probably not Euro champion. Myself. He's not Euro champion. No, but I think he just needs a custom large Vanderhaar bike. I mean, if everyone else on Trek is winning all these championships and all these nationals and everything else, and they've all got special bikes. Doesn't it make his plane bike kind of a special bike? <laughs> it's on its <laughs> At a certain point, it's do, the most do we know that he doesn't there. have a? Yeah. Do we know he doesn't have a custom bike, and he didn't just take it and put it up at, you know, at the supporters clubhouse uh, or something? Yeah, yeah, could be. That's true. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll have to kid. dig in. Yeah, we can. We'll we can. We can make we'll some check. calls. We'll check with our people. We'll check yeah. with our people. We'll make some calls. Um, it could be that Lars just likes a really subtle, you know, like. Uh, stealth style, black on black, you know, like maybe the logos don't show up on the TV, you know. Who knows? Yeah. We'll get to um, the bottom of it. Speaking of which, head over to our Instagram account where uh, I rated, um, in, I was invaluable in my ratings of the 12 different types of uh, Klein paint jobs that you could get in 2003. So you guys check it out. It should be awesome. Uh-huh. I'm so correct on the most popular ones. I... Um, yeah, I have some commentary <laughs> on that, but we can save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was here for. Um, we got two emails this week um, from Leif in Canada. Um, are you getting royalties from New Zealand's tour of Southland for the silver jersey that they offer to the best rider over 35? Uh, no. Um, I wish, but I am all for this. This is a great idea. It's almost I mean, like some geniuses came up with it. I mean, we've been saying, what have we been on this train for about three years now? That there should be a a, a gray jersey. Yeah, at, that's, um, that's probably at the big tours. So this this is the one. This is this is what's going to start. I I do honestly think that this could get some likes. That this is actually going to start it going should. to more races. I, f- it should I feel take like off. I've seen it mentioned on a lot more. Yeah, reputable news sources than us as as a thing in the last no. few years. It's it's starting to it's getting legs. Yeah, the legs are getting old, but it's getting legs. I mean, we've been on <laughs> we've been on this train for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Valverde is on our uh, Mount Rushmore, and underneath Valverde is the Great Jersey. Um, that's just <laughs> going to be another carving. Um, mm-hmm. This next email comes to us from Judson Scott. Dear Slow Ride, I'm a COVID cyclist. And have only recently started listening to cycling podcasts. Mitch Docker referenced the slow ride, so I thought I would check you guys out and have been charmed. Shout oh, out thanks, to Mitch. Mitch. That's why yeah. he's on Mount yeah. Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're on the Mount Rushmore there, Mitchie. Putting in the work. I, I quickly devoured the most recent episodes and went back to the beginning Oof. of 2022. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was worried. To 
uh, quench my thirst for cycling banter. In episode 379, Anteaters, you gave me an incredible gift. If I make a mistake of talking about cycling with my 22-year-old daughter, her eyes glaze over faster than mine when she talks about biology. Oddly, she is fascinated by lichen. She can go on for hours about the symbiosis between a bacteria and fungus that creates lichen and is applying to grad school to study this. Yes. When I was a when I was a kid, <laughs> lichen used to create the fake shrubs on extensive model train setups. So it is a little hard for me to take this very seriously. When I mentioned that the slow ride went on about lichen, her eyes did not glaze over but were rather brightened. Thank you for bridging this generation gap. Judson Scott. Oh, that's fabulous. That really warms my heart, bringing families together. <laughs> that's great. Little guy. Bring, bringing <laughs> families together through fungus and bacteria. I, um, yeah, uh, yes, I very, uh, very much remember this conversation because little guy brought it up and I was like, this is the worst idea this is the worst topic you've ever brought to this podcast in in 379 episodes at that point um and it turned out as we had the conversation it was a really good conversation a really good topic very fun lots of uh banter about that yeah. i learned a lot i think everyone learned a lot i made a a, a timeless amazing joke um about like and subscribe to the podcast is good. um that lives on to this day and uh Apparently, it's still, you know, still getting the downloads. I mean, still bringing the heat and uh, bringing family bonds tighter than ever. It's uh, the first time little guys ever bridged a gap. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Usually, let the gap open. Well done. Well, well played. Um, uh, well done. No, that's, that's true. It's just as true now over. as it was years ago. Uh, <laughs> I want to say I ran into a friend of the podcast, uh, Leo Black Label, the other day. And he, uh-huh. he, I will, I do have to get him. He said he was going to send some pictures over of some, some cargo bike modifications. He hasn't done that yet. I'm waiting for that. But he, when I saw him, he did mention that he'd seen some, uh, lichen display at the, at the Bell Museum here in the Twin Cities earlier that day and thought about the podcast. So I'm, we so are, we are known for our cycling hear. prowess and our lichen, uh, so, you know, knowledge, I so, guess. Yeah. I love it. Is lichen like a sourdough starter that it can just no. last forever? Well, it does right? last forever, yeah. I don't know that much about it. See, like, we're getting into dangerous territory where, like, my small amount of knowledge of reading uh-huh. a few things about lichen is it starting to bump up against people being like, oh, you're into that? And then I'm I'm the dumbest guy in the room, you know? <laughs> I just had, like, enough of an interest. And then, uh-huh. you know, Very you run into the... Very interesting, yeah. You run yeah. into the person who's 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 who has family members who are going to go... And, and get advanced degrees in it. So yes, it, it's a it's a large organism. It can live. Well, forever. I wonder if uh, Judson is now going back to like you know the start of twenty twenty one episodes, Possibly. and he's going to just unearth some other gold mines in there. To my knowledge, that is the only time we've talked about lichen aside from now. Yeah. Uh, so just don't get your hopes thank up. Thank God. Thank Possibly. God. Possibly. Possibly some other bio, bio, biology, biological topics. Well, mixed usually in. we talk about blood. Yeah, like doping, uh, chimera twins, things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, probably the only lichen reference throughout the 400 episodes. 
Yeah. Unfortunately. Are trainer miles real? Dear Slow Ride Pod, I just finished my first winter trainer ride of the year. I rode for an hour and didn't go anywhere. Which brings me to a question. <laughs> I think you're suited to answer. Are trainer miles real? I vote no. In people's year-end mile totals, I see them including their 40-kilometer, 120-watt Zwift ride that were completed without ever leaving the house. I don't think these should count. No one is coming home from a game of big buck hunt at the arcade with venison to feed. Our courts are not filled with Grand Theft Auto speedrunners, but I see cyclists claiming their ride through an imaginary volcano as distance traveled. (laughs) I'm not saying trainer rides don't count as training hours. I think results should show they're actually incredibly effective. It's not mileage if there is no adventure. As an avid winter rider, I know all it takes to get out is some warm socks, chemical toe warmers, overshoes, long underwear, bib tights, a thermal base layer top, Uh a long sleeve jersey, a windproof jacket, a buff, a skull cap, a pair of merino gloves, chemical Mm -hmm. hand warmers, windproof mittens, some Vaseline, Mm -hmm. and you're dressed and out the door in an hour and a half tops. What do you say? (laughs) Can you count the miles you... you rode when you sat in your basement as if it was real mileage from Canada life. Oof. <sighs> it's a tough one. Absolutely not. It is not real mileage. You cannot count it as mileage. You can count it as hours on the bike, but it's not mileage. Mm. Um, I'm with I don't him. Know, Florida boy. If you're in a. Yeah. No. It's, so not it's easy for Florida boy to say. It's easy for Florida boy to say. Doesn't actually have to do that hour and a half getting ready that they uh-huh. just mentioned. That's right. I, I do miss that. it though. I do, miss, long... I do miss the bundling up. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I it, it took a long time for can, me to bundle up this last weekend. Mm-hmm. I actually have. Can we? I, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I do a diversion? One quick diversion. Last week, uh-huh. I was riding. It was fifty degrees. I had you know jacket, tights, gloves, everything. I saw this guy who I see quite often out on on the trails, who was in shorts. He was in a t-shirt and bibs, right? T-shirt and bibs. That was so- it. And I was fully, I was like fully head to toe. It was 50. It was cold. I had everything on. 50 degrees for our UK corner listeners is 10 (laughs) degrees. Yeah. So this guy is on like this dirty old Bianchi. I see him all the time. Just shorts and a t-shirt. And I think, wow, that guy, he's, he's hardcore. I see him this weekend. It's like 25 degrees. So I have an extra couple layers on out riding. He is wearing less than I was wearing when it was 50 degrees, but he did have like, like a, like a long sleeve t-shirt on. I am the uh-huh. Frank to this guy's Fred is what I'm saying. That's so and anyway. So back to what we were saying, Tim, you're wrong. No, I was just I'm talking right. about, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm just saying like looking <laughs> at Leif's, uh, you know, set up here. So, so it, he obviously went through, but he's missing a couple of things. I mean, I guess he's got long underwear and bib tights. That's pretty solid. I am a fan of the, in the in the cold weather to actually wear some baggies over it. Just you, you need you need some no. frontal protection. No, you no, need no. like a windproof front. Tim, and you're it, it, you're forgetting. <laughs> so you've been in Florida too long. The cl- cliff you've bar wrapper. I know all about this. Um, the thing is, is trainer miles should count. That's the dumbest thing I've heard you say. But there should be like two separate counts. It so like should be pick. like 
uh, you know, Barry Bonds, uh, Mark McGuire home run. Like, 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 uh, a, like thing, an asterisk. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a... Like the, uh, the steroid error and then a... Yeah. Yeah. You know, like um, you got your, your miles moved, your miles ridden, and then your hours ridden. I think hours is the way to go anyway. Um, personally... Yeah. I prefer to track everything on on hours because sometimes I'm fast, sometimes I'm slow. I, no, I'm, I could do I that don't. same ride all the time, uh, and the miles are different, or the hours are, you know. That's you very rational. That in winter, that's very rational. I could tell you why I don't want to record in hours because it reminds me how many days of my year I'm spending away from other people, and you realize how selfish the sport of cycling is. So I need to change. Wow. Around. Yeah, remind wow, you of somebody did. else. <laughs> oh yeah, Heck, that's yeah. True. Well, true. I'm somebody, just the somebody here. else able to scroll through the computer and go, "You were somebody gone else that much?" <laughs> Popping open the yeah. old Strava. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I think Spencer, you're right. You gotta you gotta think about it in hours, especially yep. in climates we are in. Because you're right. You do that ride in summer, you knock it out in two hours. You do it yes. in winter, it's a three hour slugfest. You yeah. almost lost a toe. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and yeah, it's I, not it's it's not easy to be like, oh, I did that little loop again. Like it it doesn't it's not it doesn't the same. Put the strain. It's a, no. It's a different ride. Yeah. The, the training score is different. Yeah. If it's January. I've I've done two hundred and forty hour years easily. That's ten that's ten full days. I mean, I'm not gonna point out that the slow ride podcast has done well over <laughs> that many days of content. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I remember going on a ride with a little guy and another teammate of ours uh, in the middle of winter. It was cold. We were bundled to the nines out to some coffee shop in Excelsior, I think. Oh, yeah. I know where um, we're going. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as we were riding home, it's oh, like God. slushy. It's wet. It's nasty out. Um we see some car coming from behind and the two of us moved sort of over or out of the way or something. And little guy, maybe you didn't know, or the timing was just off or something. This car hit the biggest slush puddle <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And like literal tidal wave of ice water blasted <laughs> little guy, blasted him head to toe, destroyed. It's so like, bad. Absolutely. And how'd you feel the rest of the ride, Hope? Oh. Oh, my. so we were we were 20 miles out. I don't know how far that yeah, is. We yeah. had just started the the return trip. <laughs> we, yeah. were, we were at Lake Which is always the worst part. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. We <laughs> we, we, we TT'd at home. I don't yeah. know. I should have just pulled over somewhere and called for a ride. I got home, and I couldn't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't get my key out. Yeah. And I couldn't open the door. I just kind of like tapped on it. Like, you know, like you're riding and you, you can you can't do it. even I can knock break. on the door because your no. hand hurts too much. But once, yeah. once I got, once I got off the bike, like I could make the motions of shifting and braking <laughs> mm-hmm. and just like sitting on the wheels. Yeah. But by the time I got home, I couldn't do anything else. Thank, thankfully, uh, Caitlin was home because I couldn't open the door and then she like let me in. And then I just sort of stood there and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. take my clothes off. You yeah. have to unzip all this stuff for me and put me in the shower. That yeah. was the worst. Uh, thanks for and pacing me home that day. 
Yes. That was amazing. A hundred percent. And and I would do it again, uh, except for I wouldn't do it again no. because I wouldn't ride in that weather anymore. <laughs> and tense. that is why trainer miles should count for something. You know what I mean? Like it, they have to count for something because most of the people, not all the people, but there's a lot of us out there that lived in those colder climates uh, that the alternative is so brutal <laughs> that like, yeah. We're not we're not trying to phone it in. We're just like we're trying to get the work out in, you know, like eh, hey, give us our miles. We did the work. Um That's a good point. That's a good point. Those miles weren't worth it. I don't know what I gained. <laughs> we didn't I lost anything. I probably lost some feeling in my toes that day. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if I've ever been so cold in my life. And there's other times where I think I've gotten a little bit of frostbite and I don't yeah. even know if I got that 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 day, but I was the full body thing. That was probably as close to having hypothermia as I've ever been. It was, yeah. it was bad. I was in yeah. a pain cave. Yeah. But you know, been, been so there since. speaking of pain caves, little guy, you did yeah. race this past weekend. That's true. It's a good transition because I was in a bit <laughs> of a pain cave. The second half of the race, I, I did race. I raced States. I raced 35 plus biggest field of the weekend. 25 people uh-huh. um, so that was exciting it was fun super fun course uh, I know Hollywood was out there doing work I know Josh Bauer had stuff to do with the course definitely I'd say my favorite states course bunch of really? new bits to it really really fun course a uh, lot like the world cup this weekend Tim you would have hated it uh-huh. uh, fast fun uh, twisty be fair. did it go all the way around the lake did it go all the way? No, the it end? didn't go around the lake okay. because any states right. course that goes all the way around the lake is not a fun states course. So That's for true. all of our listeners everywhere else in the world, every single year of the Minnesota State Cycle Cross Championships for the last like 25 years has been held at Bassett Creek Bassett Park, Creek Park. Crystal, in yeah. uh, Minneapolis, Crystal, Min- Crystal, Minnesota. The feature that matters is there's a run, a set of like 30 steps in the woods that are at a very weird cadence in that like each riser could be six inches high, but then five feet deep, or it could be 12 inches high and six inches, uh, 16 inches deep. Um, And what's that in meters and centimeters? Uh, Just for the UK point. Basically you'll trip going up the stairs and you've, you've got to run up them for a while. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this year, there was a path on the left side. You could, you could run a ride. There was an option. It was it was rideable. I didn't ride it the first lap because it was traffic, and I ran into the back of somebody. But I I rode it the rest of the time. Nice. Um. Yeah, it was super fun to race again. I actually I definitely felt like I got the bug. It was a lot of fun. I had I would say I had three good laps, and I was um. and like three laps in, I was like, I might. I might be able to pull a top 10. I was like picking people in a good group nice. and making up ground. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of bobbles in the first lap that in sounds the sand. Weird. And then I, I ran, I know, running into the sand. I feel like you've done that before. <laughs> well, he's going slow. And then we got to the stairs and he bobbled in front of me in front of the stairs. So that's why I had to run the stairs the first time. Mm-hmm. And then he caught back up to the group I was in like later in the second lap after those two incidents. Caught back onto the back of three of us and then fell down immediately. Like I saw him out of the corner of my eye, like eat it in a corner. Uh-huh. He's not having the best day, but he later caught me and passed me like I was standing still. So don't worry. He, 
he got the last laugh. But I, right. it was like seven or eight laps for the race. I hit a serious pain cave, uh, three and a half laps in, tunnel vision. So wait, it wait, was wait. bad. Just a minute ago, you said three laps in, you were like, I can pull off a top ten, and then yes. three and a half laps in, you entered yes. the pain cave. Okay. No, that's what I'm saying is I do not, I did not have my uh, race nutrition. Uh huh. I mean, I don't have the race pace, but I don't have. I definitely didn't have the race nutrition down. Like I went. From that feeling, Spencer, where I was like, I feel good. And like, yeah, I know I'm not going to like win this thing, but like I'm doing better than I thought. And I'm feeling good on, uh, I was just feeling good. Uh-huh. And I, it would very quickly went to like, where you just see straight in front of you and you don't really, you can't look off, you know, it's like, it's a tunnel. And I was a little bit worried at a few points where I was like, I don't know if I should be going this fast. Cause I can't make uh-huh. good decisions. Uh-huh. Um, there was that big descent, like you go up the stairs and then you go back into the woods and you bomb down and very steep little hill and like fourth or fifth lap, I went down it and my left hand came off halfway down and I like <laughs> endoed at the bottom and almost crashed. And that's where I was like, I kind of have to slow down, I think, because yeah. my brain is not functioning. So I cracked super hard, but it was a lot but, of fun. But you I got don't know the what place bug. I got. You got the bug. can't figure it out. Yeah, I got the bug. So that's you get it. The bug. You're over. ready to race. You're done. You're ready to go. And the next yeah, race yeah. is next next, year. next fall. Well, yeah. I oh. could have raced today, I guess, if I'd really, really gotten the bug, but I I was not dumb enough to spend fifty dollars to race two days in a row. Yeah. Uh after blowing up after three laps. Uh that is a bad decision. So save my money. Well enjoyed you know, what I had. It was fun. I'm glad you to gave him a little guy. taste. You gave him a little yeah. taste of what they've been missing this a little year. Reminder. Which is also good. The, the yeah. little guy power for a couple minutes and then it was gone and then people uh-huh. were just passing i mean i i They're stopped like, at the that top the guy of the stairs won... one time <laughs> is that the guy that won the 2012 pork chop cross classic in st <laughs> cloud minnesota wow they, they can't be that T- 10 years gone, <laughs> gone or whenever that that was probably even more than 10 years ago my one win so but um yeah you know it was fun that was a glorious was day um well cool I mean, little guy, congrats. I'm stoked that you were there to race. Um, not going to give you the championship belt, but, no. um, you know, no. it was uh, <laughs> Don't pretty good that you were the there. Belt. Doing what you could to, uh, you know, take it. Um, it was something. I wore a first-generation uh, LG jersey, like, just for warming up. So, so you know, nice. I could, like, represent a little bit. The final thing that I have on the agenda this week, been saving best for last, uh-huh. is Garrett Thomas, our new Valverde, Oh, I hope not. I think he is. I think he is. He's got a salty interview on Cycling News. He's he he doesn't care anymore. He's 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 given Ineos crap. He's just kind of like, you know what? I'm old. I'm the best guy on the team. What are you gonna do? Who else gonna ride GC? I like it. Uh, he's hmm. Don't they have I'm, Tao Giga in heart? I'm conflicted. Yeah, on let's this. let's Pure, all admit Euro winner? that. That was sort of a flash in the pan that I am. <laughs> has anyone seen anything that has indicated that that's going to happen again? The Hackney Hedgehog? You think he doesn't have it? Look, I had the, I, like you said, the Hackney Hedgehog, I got the nickname already lined up. I'm trying to use it, but he's not giving me a lot of opportunities. Uh-huh. And I'm starting to doubt whether or not he wants to be the Hackney Hedgehog. I see. Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to call G uh, the new V, but um, 
I'm curious to see where he takes this. Maybe he's just the new bad boy of cycling, you know? Um, I, I would love to Ooh. see that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? The new Wiggins. Let's see. <laughs> hey, you know, I, hope I, mean, I can't wait for Wiggins. the, I can't the wait for the second. doing so well. Yeah. I can't wait for the second memoir. Uh, he's going to have to write a second memoir. Instead of the world, think- according to G, it's just going to be like, this is, you know, you think it just adds this another letter? Like it's G and then, you know, G, you know, adds a letter to his name each edition. So he's got to do whatever in eight or nine books. So you get his whole name finished. <laughs> if it really goes well, he could do his last name as well and get five more out of it. Six more. Yeah. 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 Middle names. It's a whole series. Titles. Honorifics. Yeah. It's for um, when it goes to the second printing. Third yeah. book. This is our thing on the podcast. We have a writer, we make fun of them, and then we start kind of being okay with them. And then before we know it, we're all cheering for him. We're texting each other when he does good, you know? Uh I'm just, G's right there. He's he's been counted out and he's, he's the only uh-huh. one pulling weight at any else anymore. I think, <laughs> I think it's time to start liking him. Except, except Pidcock. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pidcock. I mean, I've, I listened to a, 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 a rival podcast this last week who, who brought up Ineos's lack of GC threats and said to like, we're like, Oh, Burnell's been hurt. Pidcock, probably not yet. And then they just moved on. And I was like, what about the guy who just got third at the tour yeah and they, that that was it they were like oh pidcock not yet you know they're gonna want a british guy you're like what about what about g what about well, they g? knew you were listening little guy it's lighting the fire g's gonna win the yeah. giro this year they, they clearly also have no faith in the hackney hedgehog uh, yeah <laughs> nor pfp uh who is also on ineos now um that well that's true that's i guess true. on that's the mountain true. or on the off-road side of things but uh, she'll probably still win a bunch yeah very good point, I wanna, little guy. I want the Hackney Hedgehog. I you want said it. it here. You guys know I want it. <laughs> you said it here that uh, Garen Thomas is going to win the Giro next year. Yeah, um, sure. We'll hold you to Giro. it. Um, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Um, head over to WideAnglePodium.com. Find out how you can support independent cycling media. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music that we've had the privilege of using for the last seven years. We'd also like to um, send you over to the Instagram and Twitter accounts at the Slow Ride Pod. Both have been verified. Uh-huh. Uh, give us a follow, interact with us, all, all the fun stuff there. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? 
When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nations.